Hey everyone, welcome back to Land Investing Online. Come unlock your potential freedom through land investing. Here at Land Investing Online, we teach students how to profitably buy and sell vacant land. This is the simplest, least competitive, and most profitable sector of real estate. For more information, visit landinvestingonline.com. We even have a free Discord with tons of successful investors, including Ron and myself. Come learn from the best and hop in that Discord. Please subscribe and like this video, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, whatever you guys are listening on, it really drives this business forward. It means a lot to Ron and I. As always, guys, I'm Daniel Apke, joined again by my with my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Welcome back, Ron. Hey, Dan. Good to be here. Today, we're going to talk about how to get good deal flow, how to make consistent money and profit in this business, because I see so many people, and we're going to talk about this, make so much money month one, and then they have no money coming in, and then they make a ton of money month three, which is fine, but we're going to talk about that. Let's go over a question from one of our members before we get into that. Question is, have you ever seen a husband and a wife duo the land business and succeed? I'm cautious about getting into this with my wife, but I think she could really help the business. I'm just pretty cautious. So that's a really personal question, um, really good question. And we get questions like this quite a bit with family members, (laughs) wives, whatever it is. And to really answer that question, it's yes, we've seen it work. I don't want to tell you immediately, yeah, go partner with your wife because I don't know her. I don't know how that relationship looks like, Um, but you have to be careful with it. But yes, we we have a lot of this, guys, and we see a ton of it work. Don't you think, Ron? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, You'll you'll probably have your moments. Um, You need a structure behind it, I think, Dan, which is um, I'm married. I don't I mean, if, if both of you want to, like, it's definitely something that can work. Um, obviously that relationship matters and like how you guys work together with stuff like that. Um, but there needs to be structure to it, in my opinion, because you don't want a marriage to suffer because of a work relationship or a business relationship. Um, I can definitely see a lot of challenges, Dan, but I can also see um, the benefits and in accomplishing something like that with your wife or with your spouse is can be extremely beneficial, I think, just for you guys succeeding in something together like this uh, can be really, it, it'd be, it's impressive. It's difficult. Um, you guys are going to push through difficult times, but uh, like you said, Dan, we've seen it work. Uh, there's going to be challenges with any partner though. There's challenges, but uh, I think this one, you just got to be cautious. I think Dan. Yeah, you do. And from the business perspective of things, um, not relationship, it is a trusted partner. So if you can trust your wife, it is a trusted partner. So that's yeah. that's one part of it too, because you always got to be careful with partnerships from a trust standpoint, and that's an automatic trust right there. So that's that's one other thing I wanted to add. But let's get into the show, guys. How to get good deal flow in the land business? How to make consistent money in the land business? So let's talk about what is deal flow, Ron. Yeah, so deal flow is. And it's not like, I can't say like, you're going to do this and you're going to get five deals every month. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's going to average out over time. Deal flow is essentially just consistently acquiring and selling properties. It's got to be both of those. It is not just acquiring properties, guys. It's consistently acquiring and selling. Deal flow can be, for us, it might be different than what deal flow looks for you guys um, based on volume. But deal flow is if you're trying to get maybe you can try to get two to six deals every single month. I think that's a reasonable kind of margin for deal flow. Like I said, you can't say you're going to get exactly four deals every month. Um, But like a certain amount of mail is going to yield a certain amount of deal flow. Um, But at the end of the day, it's consistency and getting consistent deals and selling those properties as well. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about why, why it's so important then, Ron. 
Yeah, I think deal flow, I mean, deal flow is your income at the end of the day. If you're, let's just, for this example, let's just say we're doing this by ourselves. Um, so if you're not selling, if you're not buying property, you don't have anything to sell. If you're not selling property, you don't have any money coming in. Obviously you just have money going out if you're just acquiring property. So at the end of the day, like maybe you do like having a hiccup in deal flow isn't the end of the day, but mentally it is difficult when you don't have deal flow because like you question the business or just this or that. Um, and then, like I said, it's going to affect how much you can pay yourself, how much you can take out of the business, Dan, which I think is probably the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. And that, this is what we usually look at with our, if our coaching members have had a lot of deals, the first thing we always look at, what's their deal flow look like? Because when you look at the health of a business in general, it's about cash flow and consistent cash flow. It's not about cash flow in two months. I know like in retail, obviously there's going to be a big spike in December and stuff and you have to look at that, but you want to see consistent cash flow from a health standpoint of a business. And I think that's very important. And it's not as important if you don't do this full time, I don't think, because you're not relying on this consistent cash flow. But if you're full time, like, like Ron said, this is your income. Um, this is a hundred percent how you make money. You got to buy the whole process is 10 to 12 weeks and it could be longer. Like we have a coaching member we talked to yesterday. He, he was, his average days on market. I think he said was like four months or, or more. He said he had a lot on the market for over six months. So that's just different than what we're used to, but it's, it's also a thing. So you, that makes it even more important to have consistent cat or deal flow because you're going to be waiting for those properties. I mean, that property, if you have it on the market for six months and it took you a month or two, like that's almost a year to fully, you know, buy and sell that property, which is um, pretty long. So let's talk about what you need to get consistent deal flow. I think step one, you have to get your systems in place. And then step two is marketing, right? You got to cons have consistent mail going out. It's just like, any business like marketing brings the revenue in this is no different than any other business the more we spend on marketing as long as you um have your pricing systems and everything in place and you're pricing correctly the more you spend on marketing the more deals you're going to get ron yeah i think number one without a doubt then is that marketing and sending mail correctly or sending mail consistently not correctly um if you're not sending consistently guys it is going to be like even if you just send 5,000 mailers, which I would not suggest, if you're sending 5,000 mailers a month, do not send 5,000 mailers at one time because all those calls are going to come at the same exact time. Split it up and do 1,200 mailers every week or something like that. And that is how you get deal flow because maybe those first 1,200 mailers that hit aren't going to get you anything. Possibly like that's, an, that's something that could happen is you don't get any deals from that. That second 1200 is going to hit a week later, and then you're going to get some deals probably for some time. And then you're going to have mail scheduled out for the, for that month, essentially. So that's one thing, Dan, is breaking it up. We send more bulk because like we have the systems in place and we have people answering phones and stuff like that. But if you want, you want consistent deal flow of you and you don't want to be overwhelmed at times, that's by sending the right amount of mail. Um, every week or every two weeks or something like that. If you send a bulk out, like you're going to get blown up with 30, 40, 50 calls in a day potentially, and it's going to overwhelm you. You're going to lose deals like that. And that's where that deal flow comes into uh, place. And you're going to not have that, honestly, Dan. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to, I mean, there's, so you you have acquisitions, acquiring property. So, you know, due diligence and, and escrow purchasing and properties for sale 
and on the sell side escrow and and for sale properties like all five of those things that i just mentioned need to be fairly balanced out because if you are missing steps one and two the acquisition and due diligence if there's nothing in that pipeline you're going to have a major delay and it might not be now because all your you have a lot of for sale properties in and sell side uh escrow and those are full but if your acquisitions and um acquisitions title the escrow side are not full like that's going to eventually come trickle over to that side and you're not going to have anything so there's going to be major delays and that's where that marketing really comes in play you it's hard it takes a long time to get consistent deal flow this we we talk about six months in terms of making real money deal flow doesn't usually happen after six months it takes longer than that i think it's hard to get good deal flow it really really is and you need these systems in place. And I think as you, the more mail you send and the more you're spending on your marketing guys, you continue to tweak and adjust your system. Systems are nothing that just magically get better. Like the thing, things you set up at first are going to be different in six months. So you have to constantly be tweaking them and adjusting them. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a good point. And just like, don't beat yourself up if you miss mail for a week or miss mail for two weeks. Just get back on track. Like we'll even at this point, we'll still or I'll still struggle to get mail out on a weekly basis um, or not weekly. I try to send it twice a week. Honestly, I might miss one of those times. I'm just going to get back on track next week. You're not going to necessarily catch up, but get back on track next week and uh, get back on schedule. Um, so don't beat yourself up if you miss like ma scheduling or pricing mail is a tedious and a time consuming thing. You're going to miss times, but get, but getting back on schedule, I think for me personally, what I've really focused on these last couple months, it's not necessarily like if I'm trying to send 30,000 mailers in a month. Um, a lot of times when I do that, I try to send a thousand mailers every single day. If I miss a day, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to get to it the next day. Maybe it'll be 1,200 mailers or something like that. So I'll catch up a little bit. Um, but if you if you let that build on itself and you turn that not sending mail into one week into four weeks and you don't send mail for a, for a month, that's when that deal flow is going to be extremely, uh, it, it's going to really hurt them. Yeah. And like, here's an example. I was looking at our CRM yesterday and I think in our escrow purchasing, so things we're purchasing on the acquisition side, um, I don't think there was one property in there from July. And that's just shows us that they're we're already July 12th. Like there's going to be a 12 day delay at some point, most likely. Um, and that's extremely concerning. Like you have to keep your, and I wouldn't have known that if we didn't have systems in place to where I can easily look at that information. Um, hmm. but I don't even know if that's right or not. I think I saw that, but if we did have one in July, it's probably only one, but I don't think I saw any in purchasing from July, which was concerning. Um, but you need your systems in place to be able to track this stuff. And I think that's just, it's not just as important as mail. You can still get deals without systems, but like scaling up and sending a lot of mail, you're going to need systems to keep kind of keep track of everything. Um, wh where hmm. do you want to go next with this round? Yeah. I mean, I think. I want to go on to the sales side, Dan, because I think everyone focus on getting cheap properties, which is a huge part of this game. But now we got to talk about keeping that deal flow with selling properties, Dan. Um, if you're not marketing properties quickly, it's going to mess up your deal flow as well. So we want to turn these properties as fast as possible um, for a good price. Like we're not just going to give properties away for half what they're actually worth. Um, but the main thing is getting these, and we talk about, I feel like a lot of this is on repeat, Dan. We talk about this stuff a lot, but you can, you guys can see how passionate we are about what, what drives the business. And this is the stuff that really drives your business. But going back on that, Dan, 
is uh, getting your properties posted within 24 hours of when you purchase the property. We've had like, we've had so many, I funded so many deals where they're not on the market a week, two weeks later. And that's when it starts to bug me. Like that is one of our red flags. We talked about it with Lori also. That's one of my red flags with a, uh, uh, when I fund a deal is if someone is not posting a property within a week, two weeks, like that gets me, that's something that I'm passionate about because that's my money that's out. And I know how important deal flow is. And I don't want uh, a partner to uh, mess up my deal flow. It's not my job to market the property. It's the managers, but getting your property posted fast is going to get so many more eyes on it. And it's just going to shorten that time frame. We need to shorten the time frame from money out to money back in. And, uh, if you don't market correctly or fast enough, it's going to mess up that time. Exactly. And even if like, say you're two to three days late on posting a property or uh, a lot of people are a lot later than that, which is concerning because that's how you make money. You got to sell the property. You did everything else. Great. Now let's sell the property. So that's just concerning in the first place. But like, even if it's just two days, let's stick with two days and you're buying and selling 50 properties a year and your average is two days to get it on the market. That's a hundred days that adds up to of delays that's going to happen rather than just posting it right away. Like that, that stuff adds up and it's two, it's not only two days on the marketing side. Maybe you took two days to, or three, four days to do the due diligence. And like this stuff adds up and we're talking about deal flow and consistency. Like the name of the gains, the name of the game is to turn and burn these properties. Like we want to get it through the whole process. That's how you make money as soon as possible, because this is inventory guys. As soon as you acquire that property and have it for and acquire that property and wire the money over, that is your inventory. That's how you make money. And I come from a distribution background. I was in sales there and everything we looked at was turning of the inventory. You want to have enough inventory to ship it out, to ship out product, but you want it to get out the door as quick as possible and keep that number as low as possible. You want to turn your inventory because sitting inventory costs money. Money is not free. Your money's out there's interest on that money. There's different things going on. Like money's not free. You could have that money in other properties. That is like the number one driving force of successful distribution companies. And this is really no different than that. I don't think like we have to look at it more from a business perspective and that's what the health of a business is generated from. I'm a, uh, I'm buying a car right now and it's in like, as everyone knows, I'm sure watching this, like the car market is crazy, but these guys really, really push to have every single car sold before it's even at the dealership. And I had to buy, like I couldn't find a car that was actually on the on any lot. Like I could not find a car that I wanted on any lot. And these people, these salespeople for these car dealerships are selling cars before they actually reach the dealer. And this isn't just like one or two at each dealer. I had, I just talked to someone yesterday, they have 16 cars gained, they, they had 16 cars get delivered yesterday and all 16 are sold, but were sold before they even got delivered. Um, but uh, it's it's similar to that, guys. Dan, you want to talk base a little bit about the decision-making process? Because that's something that can hold up deals as well. Whether it's just making a phone call to negotiate with a seller, like a lot of people delay that phone call because it's not the most pleasant phone call. Um, but just making decisions to move forward to title and how that kind of affects Yeah, the it. deal analysis, like the final approval type of thing. When you have all the information, now you got to wire the money or make that decision. That's hard. That's really, really difficult. Um, we, I always say that's the most valuable, but the most difficult part of this business. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's definitely up there in top three. Um, it is really, really hard and you can get caught like it feels like your safe place, just not moving that to title and just kind of keeping it stale, whatever. But you have to make decisions on these properties. Um, I think the main thing is like 
one, once you do make that decision, you have to be confident. Don't double check it. Don't like you made the decision, move on. If you're, if your worst case scenario is not horrible, then that makes that decision a lot easier. But if you're going to lose money in your worst case scenario, maybe that's one you might want to throw away. And you have to look at, get all the information, get, talk to your realtors, look at the drone photos, look at all your due diligence, look at all the comps, um, send it in our discord, send it on our Wednesday calls. Like if you do all these things and Ron and I said, oh, it's a good deal and your due diligence looked good, there's nothing wrong with it and all the comps or your realtor said it's good. There's like five different checkpoints all saying positive, 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 positive. But then it gets tricky when, you know, maybe Ron and I on the Wednesday call said it's a crap deal, um, but your realtor says he likes it. And um, maybe there's some trash on the property and you think you can make money, but you're a little concerned because the trash, like things like that is when it gets really difficult. And there's no right or wrong answer there. Like a lot of it's a gut decision based on on what you know, I think it's really difficult, Ron. Yeah. And I think at, at first, like this is pretty easy. Like you just have one or two properties and you're trying to make a decision. Like you're not overwhelmed. Once you start really scaling this thing and growing the business and you have five, seven properties that you need to make a final decision on, maybe of 10 property purchase agreements you get back and you send to uh, due diligence stuff, two, three of them might be easy, like yeses. Two of them are going to be easy no's or three of them are going to be easy no's. And then you're going to have those weird ones, those three or four, like maybe I price just a little higher than I'm comfortable with. Maybe there's some kind of defect on the property. And those are the ones that are going to really grow your business at the end of the day. Those decisions are, like Daniel said, extremely valuable. And I think our brother, Dan, who we've talked about a little bit, who's in this business, struggled with this at first. I think he might have sent a bulk mail, kind of like I was talking about not doing don't instead of sending a bulk mail, spread that mail out over a month. Um, and he got a bunch of purchase agreements back and he put some to the side and then forgot about them. Um, and I remember him coming back to us like a month ago. He's like, I just remembered I got this purchase agreement a month ago. Um, what do you guys think about this? And that's what happens if you don't have systems in place, if you're not sending mail, spreading out your mail, or if you're just struggling to make decisions, that's what can really happen with this, uh, business. But, uh, yeah, I, consistency, Dan, I don't have much more to add, honestly, with this episode. Consistency, and that is the main thing to cause deal flow. Consistency with everything. Keeping process or keeping the the property moving forward, yeah. whether it's the final price of approval or whatever you call it in your business, or getting due diligence done within the first X amount of time, or getting uh, properties posted within 24 hours, or getting the drone photos before, whatever it is, you have to keep the ball moving because that's what keeps your deal consistency up. Along with that, continue to scale your, tweak your systems and, um, just get, get good systems in place and send consistent mail. That's, that's all we have, but thank you guys for joining to get started and to unlock your potential freedom. Visit landinvestingonline.com to join our free discord where Ron and I are involved and other successful investors are involved. Please like, and subscribe this YouTube channel, Apple podcast, Spotify, whatever you guys are listening on. It means a lot to us. Other than that, guys, we'll see you next episode. And thank you for joining. Thanks guys.